Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hello, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey, everyone. John Roca here. Pluto TV is the leading free streaming television service. Watch over 100 TV channels and thousands of movies on demand, all completely free. Pluto TV never asks for a credit card. You don't even need to sign up to watch free. Pluto TV is the easy and completely legal way to watch your favorite TV shows and hit movies for free. What are you waiting for? Never pay for TV again by downloading Pluto TV. You can download Pluto TV for free on all of your favorite devices today, including your phone, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV, Smart TVs, PlayStation, and anywhere else you stream. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. 
Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Stay little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief, Ryan Satt, and I'm here with my co-host, Jamie Iveen. Hey, everybody. And Elijah Bates. Hola, amigos. I'm uh, sorry for uh, bailing on you guys last week. Uh, luckily, we had Rachel Sam Evans hop in here from Best of the Rest, but I had to go cover uh, the Women of Wrestling show that was in Los Angeles ah. last week. Did you have a good time, Ryan? I did have a good time, actually. You know, I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did. Yeah. It was very much like a... It it felt like what I would picture Glow being like That's in 2018. That's what I was about to ask. Does it have more of a Glow feel to it or just another promotion feel? Very much a Glow feel to it. Like the, the, the characters are – they're different than what you would see now. They're they're very much – Kind of like memphis right? Yeah, I guess that is a good way of looking at it because the guy who started this is the same guy who started Glow. Yeah, back so in the day. Because and and if you know, I mean, you don't even have to know that much about Glow to know that like characters were the forefront. Yeah, characters welcome. I like that Memphis much like USA. Very I like, much. So. I like that Memphis is like this like description of pro wrestling, similar like how it is like barbecue. Yeah, I mean, like they're like okay, it's because Jerry Lawler one day looked at a tree and was like, I could get that over a Christmas tree, and he's and he looked at it was like, I could make that a thing, and he did. Yeah, and then that's how Kane got his break, and then yeah. now he's Kane because he was the Christmas creature at first. But that's why I'm saying it's a Memphis thing. Yeah, no, no, but I think the way you described it made perfect sense to me, and yeah, I, I think that is a good way of describing it because I mean a lot of the characters um, were very much like over the top kind of characters, like the best lawyer in the world, or like, <laughs> or like uh, he wouldn't be or, wrestling, or the second best. <laughs> that, that was my favorite part about it. That it said that they were the best lawyer in the world. I thought the same thing when, when I saw that. <laughs> Wait, so hey, were they like, I'm the best lawyer in the world, and now I'm going to become the best wrestler well, in she the was world? Te- I think she was a manager. Okay. And I don't want to give away results because they were very courteous about the whole thing, but uh, but but she did use her legal skills as a manager to help clients and stuff like oh, that. Oh, like did she hit people with a legal pad? She, no, I think no, I, she, I didn't see it, so I wasn't there for this part of the but I, I think she like helped her one of her clients get off of some kind okay. of She didn't just said it. She passed the bar. Yeah. Uh, and she literally slaps people with a cease and desist. <laughs> uh, I, I there was like another character called That's a t shirt. I passed the bar like just a, a bar t shirt. <laughs> but I passed the bar. I'm see. I'm making. I'm making merch for these people. Well, you're a merch maker these days, yeah. so it makes sense. Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, network. Get it. Uh, yeah. And TWRK <laughs> on the App Store. Um, there was also someone named. I think her name was Nikki Krampus. 
Okay. And she had like the Krampus, like the Krampus looking mask, like like right. like, like the like this another Christmas thing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Christmas uh, in this episode. Yeah. And and she was from like the darkest. Oh, what was it? What? Where was she from? I like. Uh, it was like from the darkness of Norway or something oh, like yeah. that, which I which yeah. I liked. Yeah. Uh, but, but you would think that he would be from the South Pole. Yeah. That's where I would make him. I think from I don't know the Krampus uh, lore. lore, but I believe it was matched with where Krampus. Is yes, from. I know. I, yes, the Nor- yeah, it is a Norse or something like that. I think that is. I think that is a. Uh, I know that's. I know yeah. it was like a, a foreign like legend. But I'm saying if I were to make the antithesis to Santa Claus, I'd make him from the North Pole. If yeah, I was going to be a creepy holiday character too, I'd be uh, Belschnickel, which was the Christmas character that Dwight Schrute introduced. Yes, I remember Belschnickel. Belschnickel. <laughs> <laughs> I asked people for suggestions for Halloween costumes for Eric and I this year, and someone said, you guys should go as Michael Scott and Sexy Toby. And I was like, mm. I-, I don't think I could pull off Sexy Toby. That'd be, uh, that's, that's, fu- that's, a, that's funny that you responded like that. <laughs> That, that you automatically assume that you would be Toby. <laughs> like I don't know what character from the office you would be. Actually, you couldn't do it. None of them. None of them have facial hair like and, that. Uh, I could be like Ryan when he went to when he became like a, uh, an executive or whatever. But no, it wasn't funny. even. Yeah, it wouldn't be a funny costume at all. Mm. Now we're still working on it. Anyways, um, but yeah, the, 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 the wow was fun. The, the, I, I want to mention besides just being like Glow 2018. It was cool because I think when people think of Glow, they don't necessarily think of like good wrestling. I don't think yeah. that's the the connotation there. Yeah, uh, it's kind of cheesy. Yeah. Uh, this definitely didn't feel that way in terms of the in ring stuff. Okay. Like the in ring stuff was man, there were some really good matches I saw there that nice. I was like, man, like this actually like they could be onto something here because of the success of Glow. You yeah. know, because of like it's kind of like. You know, over the top characters that are very much you know kind of old school feeling in terms of re- you know old school wrestling yeah. feeling. Um, I don't know. I think people might dig it. All so. right. Well, good for them. Good luck. Yeah, it airs. I think. Good air- luck, guys. I think it starts airing Gals. in January of 2019. Oh. <laughs> is when I think it starts airing. So I'll be able to say more about it then. But you know, I was, I did. Uh, you know, they all didn't right. want me to put all the results. All out right. There, so well, I don't want to say too much. But but check it out when it does it. Good Action luck, TV. gang. Now the biggest story of the week. Obviously, is everything going on with Crown Jewel? Uh, I mean, this whole thing has been a mess. I, yeah, I even think a mess is like a understatement at this. There point. will be a movie about it. You think? Oh, no question about just, about just what's happening. No, there? about what's happening in Saudi Arabia yeah, for sure. Yeah. That whole case about the about the journalist yeah. will be a movie. Yeah, I yeah guarantee. For sure. it. Like the more details that come out about that, you know, just about the you know. Um, the supposed people that think were behind the murder or whatever. I mean, like, it reads going, like a movie. They, they go into like the consulate hours before, come out like before the dude arrives, out leave hours later, and everything like that. It's just like the more and more information comes out, and not even like hearsay, but like time stamped footage, things of that audio nature, recordings. Where it's just well, like, none of that has actually come out yet. It's all been has a lot. Of, no, none well, of it has come out yet. And no, that, it's that's, all been. Yeah, it's all speculative. Well, it's yes. not even speculative. It's been like reported. So basically, yeah. like. I believe the most recent update is that the the you know, Turkish officials who are who are running the investigation or who claim to have the audio and video mm-hmm. of the murder. I, from what I read today, I'm almost positive what I read today is that they played the audio for a, a U.S. official, yeah, uh, and they sent them the transcripts of what is in the audio, but. Publicly, the audio and video have not been released why? yet, or anything I wonder like why that. that hasn't well, been... it's someone. It's part murdered. of an investigation. Well, it's also someone being murdered. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah. At the end of the day, you're putting out a snuff film, basically. No, I, you're putting I know, out, like, I a know murder that. I know that, but when those dudes were, like, kidnapping people and cutting their heads off in Iraq or whatever a couple of years ago, that well, was they, all over the well, news. Well, they intended to release it. Was it all over the news? Well, they inten- yeah, it was all over the news. Like, well, they intended... Like, a new, like, beheading video is getting released. Not, like, they would cut off usually yeah, before. It, but, I mean, but they also... They would cut off most but, of those but, videos. But, but, but also but the But I see what you're saying. But I see what you're saying. But those videos were also meant to be released. Like, they wanted them. That's true. That's also... And I think that's... I Honestly, I'm wondering if the the muddiness of it is because they were probably recording illegally. Like, yeah. they were probably not supposed to be recording in the consulate. Like, yeah. I think that is probably where oh, the issue stands. Think about that. Is yeah. that, because wasn't it in the Saudi consulate in Turkey, yeah. I believe? Yeah. So, it's like Turkey, Turkey shouldn't, shouldn't have been, have been yeah. filming in the Saudi consulate, you know? Uh, that's such a muddy area, too, yeah. whenever you get into, like, legality. And Throw in a pro wrestling show in there, and we got a movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the craziest part about all this to me, is that, like, you know, there's this International news story. I mean, this is an international news story. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it, you can't avoid this story. You, you, turn, you open Twitter. You turn mm-hmm. on the, t- the news. They're covering this. It is everywhere, and and the pressure on WWE has just been mounting and mounting and <laughs> I wonder, mounting. I wonder, if, like behind the scenes, they're just like, God dang it! Like what? The hell? Like each day they wake up and it's just worse news. It's like, ah, oh, there's even more reason why we might not be able to do it. <laughs> We're not going to get our fifty million dollars. <laughs> I mean, that's the craziest part about it is that at the end of the day, it, it really is just money. It's yeah. like, and that's the the you. The U.S. too, like the same reason we're not jumping to it, the, the, the president or whatever, or the, the government, for the exact same reason, like we're in bed with them. Yeah. Like they have tons of money they're giving to the United States. Like it's a yeah. fucking crazy no, it's, situation, it's, it's a, and it's so weird for me to be someone who covers wrestling news for a living to be talking about something yeah. like this to where WWE is anywhere near adjacent to this. Yeah, it hasn't been that this much at stake ever. <laughs> it's never I'm, been that serious. I'm curious, like what the actual backstage climate is like what people are feeling because you know this is obviously something where they're trying to keep all their employees tight-lipped i'm sure or asking them to to remain tight-lipped about this but regardless of of anything you know like their opinions on the matter have not been made public and i'm just like curious like i was thinking about it last night it's like I wonder what, like, Shawn Michaels thinks of all this. Like, I mean, I know that he's set to get, like, a fat payday and everything like that. But at the same time, it's just like... He's like a super religious dude who doesn't probably want to be involved in this. No, and and not only that, it's like he's been peacefully retired for a long time. It's just like I'm really curious as to what's going through his head. Yeah, your first match back is surrounded by all this tension. Where your first match back, which should be the story, is, is a footnote. Yeah. Well, your first match back, and no one's even excited about it. Like, that's not the story. The did story not, is not you, Shawn Michaels returning. The story is that Shawn Michaels is going did you, to Saudi Arabia Did for the you show. audibly hear when Braun Strowman said Crown Jewel that the whole crowd started booing? On, on No, I don't yeah. think I noticed that. Yeah. I know, it was, no, hold on. Or it was wasn't it, it was Braun. Undertaker? No, it was The Undertaker. It was The Undertaker. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I made a mistake. It was Undertaker because it was SmackDown. I thought it was Raw. Sorry. The but worst yeah. promo ever from Yeah, but Undertaker. when he said Crown Jewel, the whole crowd started booing, mm-hmm. which, you know, it, you know, I'm not – but the fact is it was in D.C. as well, which yeah. is even more interesting. Yeah. You know, that's a very – That is interesting. Yeah. Do you think – I just like, – I truly don't know if they're going to cancel it. I truly well, don't know. I don't think I, they're going to cancel here's it. Here's how I look at I, it. I could see them – relocating it. I look at it as they're only going to cancel it if that video comes out. Yeah, or they have if to. the audio comes they out or if the Saudi to. government admits because to be to involved. Be, to be fair, there isn't necessarily 
concrete evidence of of what happened. Not yet. It's not like you said. It's been reported on, largely speculated with evidence supporting that speculation. Or well, with, it with, seems with circumstantial like the, 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 the reports are all basing the information on. Turkish intelligence while they're uh, investigating the situation. Turkeligence. Turk- yeah. <laughs> exactly, yes. Um, and, 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 I, and I, you know, I, I, it seems to me like the fake news types who are like, you know, screw CNN and yeah. all that kind of stuff, they're not really going to believe it until there is something more concrete. Yeah. And I think that's what WWE is really Well, I mean, they can do on. that. Because, again, like, you know, like they've been through the muck enough times, I feel like, in the WWE. They've, they've faced... So many moments of pure controversy, you know, whether it be just, you know, from from people passing away too early, whether it be from like Chris Benoit or situations like that, you know, drug they've, issues, they've, sexual harassment. They've issues. been through major, major issues, deaths of wrestlers during live events. I mean, like a lot. I mean, it sucks that it's all death related. But but in regard to this, I mean, they can probably see the silver lining and I'm not supporting or, you know, standing against and saying this, but they've been through enough things that they realize what the effect is right now. And what the long-term effect is later. A lot of these controversies, especially in this day and age, become massive deals presently. But by tomorrow, they're forgotten. By tomorrow, the, the, the effect is minimalized big time. So let's say that they go against the grain right now. No concrete evidence has come out. By the time they go and do the event, concrete evidence comes out afterwards. They claim ignorance. They're like, well, we didn't know. Until then, it was just pure speculation. Honestly, they're going to be able to go right on their merry way because yeah. people are going to forget about it real fast. If they play it that way, absolutely. Like, I mean, and wrestling fans. I think that's the way they're going to play it. Yeah, for sure. And, and wrestling fans will move right along with them. They always do. Yeah. It's just concerning, man. Like, yeah, I get it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I, I think that's exactly what's going to happen, too. But fuck, man, that's bothersome. Like, it's yeah. just, I don't know, man. Like, I. What bothers you so much about it? The blood money. Like, th- this guy's an American citizen that was a journalist that got fucking murdered by yeah. another, by the government of another country, and we're just like, and WWE is like, whatever, they're paying us 50 mil or yeah. whatever, you know? And that's like, man, dude, like, you, you know what it is? I, the, the problem for me. Isn't so much that because look it. Let's be honest. Like, like I said, the Saudi government's been giving up the American government money for forever too. Like the the, the Saudi government owns half of Twitter. Like yeah. you know, like these are things that happen. You know, but I think what bothers me the most about it is that Stephanie, mainly Stephanie, then goes out there and for does, for for a year she'll do this campaign. She's been doing it for years now. Yeah. Every year talking about the the goodwill of WWE and how WWE is. All about like yeah. you know, you know, equality and helping people in need and uh, treating people equally, all that kind of stuff, you yeah. know. But then they're gonna like take murder money, like that's bad, dude. Yeah. Like and look, at, I like it is what it is, but I just I, I I'm only <laughs> I'm not okay with it, but I'm just angry about it in the sense of like you can't paint yourself as one thing and then be another yeah, and expect me to treat you like that one thing you were painting yourself as. Yeah. Well, if I mean, you want to be this thing, I'm going to treat you like that thing. Yeah. Well, it's... I mean, the entire... Uh, uh, there's a lot of hypocrisy that goes on in the, in the dealings of professional wrestling, WWE more specifically. And um, we always see that, yeah, they'll put all these foot forwards of, like, with... Uh, you know, I mean, Dana Warrior is a case in point. Dana Warrior did this huge L- – and the WWE probably got her to do it, this huge LGBTQ uh, – uh, like uh, Pride Day yeah. – uh, I, I yeah. mean uh, post. LGBTQT. I always forget which, which <laughs> order they're in. Um, 
And that's just because I'm terrible at acronyms. But yeah, um, you're terrible pronouncing just names in general. To be yeah. fair, that's not even truly an acronym. That's just a list. Well, anyway, a, anyway, but that case in point is Dana Warrior. Dana Warrior posting this whole thing about how everybody should be happy with who they are. Where her husband didn't just say it once; he went on a world tour talking about how much he didn't like gay people. Yeah. So it's a lot of that, you know. His I mean, blogs are still on the internet as we speak. That says how much he hates gays and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah, I'm with you. So it's a lot of that. <laughs> and um, we all know that it's – I've it just the, my whole at, at, my whole thing with the WWE when they say things and they do something else, you know, I've, take, I've started to take a lot of what WWE does with a grain of salt because as a lot of podcasts have been saying, things change. And WWE is very ever-flowing. You know, yeah. it's never really been – they've never really set their feet into something, whatever cause it may be. No, they, they stay very amiable with yes. everything as yes. much as they can. And But there's one thing that they will always fa- fall back on and it's and it's just goes to speak that just oh, the kind of guy Vince McMahon is because we've seen people who have wished death on Vince and almost put him in prison. And he brings them back yeah. just to make money. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so that's he cares. Just, I mean, the dude cares a lot about making money. Yes, and that just goes to sh- if I if you think that Vince is losing sleep over where the lo- where the location of this missing journalist is, you're out of your mind. Yeah, he could care less. Yeah. The fact that this could potentially harm his business, I think he's more angry that the guy got caught. He's like, I should have been faster, damn it. Yeah. Should, what, like, like, I think he's mad that like, he's almost angry at the guy for getting murdered. Well, <laughs> like, I also <laughs> think that you know Vince, because of the things that you mentioned, because yeah. of all the controversies the WWE has gone through and all the weathers, you know, all the storms they've weathered through. Like, I think that Vince has a very negative view of. of of news, yeah. you know, so he has to, he so, has to. So I would imagine he's very much in the anti CNN, anti New York Times camp. So well, and and I would and assume well, also before that, I forget, yeah, sure, is that those are the people largely reporting on this. Yeah, and so I believe that as if the Vincent Mann probably looks at the situation and says they're all ganging up on us. The the, the you know the media is out to get you know to, yeah. to you know, they're drumming up fake news and all this kind of stuff. However, the president, who I'm friends with, who gave my wife a job, he's defending them and saying that you know we should give them a, that, that that they're telling the truth. Yeah. So well, I'm and, sure that's the way he's looking at it. Well, and, yeah, I you know, do. He's probably not looking well, sleepover at all. No, and, and and one of the big things to keep in mind with this too is that there are a lot of people backing out of like you know various engagements engagements in Saudi Arabia right now. And the reason that those people do it, there's some of them probably have moral fiber like like yourself, where they're actually making a moral morally justified decision. However, a lot of those people, I guarantee you, are doing it more for a public relations move that they're getting out of it. Yes. Because they stand to lose money. And the WWE WWE's case, though, they're going to lose probably more money by backing out of the event than they would if they had bad PR and they went through with the event but got the blood. Or not, I don't want to call it blood. Again. So, you so I'm saying that win, if, if yeah, so they would lose more. You think they, they would lose more They're going to lose they, more money. Don't do the event. If, yes. if, the, the, w- if they did the event and got bad press. If the WWE does not go to Saudi Arabia and gets good publicity, that's going to lose them money. Yeah, I saw an article today where they it was estimated they'd probably lose like $15 million. And But if they go through with it and they have bad PR, bad PR with the WWE ain't going to stick around nope. for that long. Nope. It's going to go away real, real fast. So I'm sure that Vince McMahon is looking at this, what he stands to lose on this side and what he stands to gain on this side. And he's like, I'll take the negative publicity for the $50 million because yeah, we're going to lose $15 million. 
dollars and have good publicity. And how long is that going to last them? Good publicity is only going to last as long as the news cycle. Yeah, I mean, you make a good point. You know, yeah. I mean, you make a very strong point. Thanks, I just came up with it. <laughs> um, no, you make a strong point. It's just that I think, yes, absolutely. Short term. I think that, yeah. Like, I, I agree they, with you, by the way. I stand I on the side of, no, like, I, I, I know I, you do. I think that they should. But looking at it strictly on an economical sense. you look sense, at it from Vince McMahon's If you're guys, just looking at stuff through the goggles of dollar signs, you're going to keep looking at Saudi Arabia and not stray away from that because that's where $50 million is. But I'm just going to go. But the one, th- the one thing about this whole thing that's driving me nuts, I guess it's the same th- kind of thing that drives Ryan nuts, but a different, a different sort of. Um, aspect of this whole news story is people like Randy Orton and JBL, who I have no problems with JBL. J- me and JBL got along great, so I have nothing ill against to say J- against JBL. So, but only the fact that they keep driving this whole thing that they say we're not going to change Saudi Arabia if we don't come. It's I like know. well, it bothers Stop me about thinking that this is going to cause change in the country. <laughs> like and you, they always you cite- were there six months ago, and after that, the guy. Killed someone. It like, had paid for. Ordered the murder of someone. You didn't yeah. change shit. If anything, and, if anything, you made it more deadly. And then they always and fight. and on top of that, you aired a commercial during the show for how great Saudi Arabia is, which means it doesn't need to be changed. You're talking about how great it is for the people who are there currently. Yeah. So there's no change needed. And they always based on cite that propaganda, they propaganda o- video. They propaganda. always cite propaganda. They always cite that one like crowd like. All the, like when JBL said, all these uh, Saudi Arabian fans are chanting, "This is change." Uh, Abu Dhabi. Or, sorry, I'm sorry. Abu Dhabi fans chanting, "This is change." Yeah, maybe I don't know a, a few thousand people, wrestling fans. You know, that's not the general consensus of the entire country. It's also, a few of them. It's one percent, if that. Well, it's also frustrating to me when they're when they're harping on the change thing right now because it's like that was the narrative of last show. Yeah. That was the narrative of the last show, you know, the women thing. But the, the the complaints are so far beyond the women thing at this point. Like, yeah, yeah obviously the women thing is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But it's way beyond that at this point. The propaganda, the murder of a journalist. Like, there are so many things that have happened now. All these companies backing out. Um, just, just so many, so, much yeah. mounting, so many mounting things like this giant snowball effect that you can't sit there and give that same nah. rhetoric still. And I agree with you. I'm like you when it comes to JBL. Like, I've never had a bad moment with him. Like, he's always been very courteous with me. Like, very friendly with me when I did stories on him when I was at TMZ. Like, but... It's and, just, but I thought it was silly when he went on there. And everybody's said that using that excuse. Like that he went nothing there, is going to change if we don't go. Like, he basically, for those of you who didn't see, he was on Fox Business and he said, um... He basically accused... Because there was a group of senators who spoke out against the event. And basically... You know, uh, they basically asked WWE to rethink the relationship with the Saudi Arabian government or to pause it until all this plays out. And JBL went on this show and basically accused these senators of like going of like doing this to drum up their approval ratings. Yeah. And it was like, come on, man! Like that's clearly not what's going on here. Yeah. And that's such like, I, I'm like. I, I like JBL, but that's such like a Trumpian move of like spin factors. Such a, you know, such, and yeah. I know that's what politicians, and I know Jay's not necessarily a politician, but politicians like to do. But I just, yeah, it, it left a sour taste in my mouth. The same with Randy Orton. Like the Randy Orton video frustrated me too because it was like you're you're so clearly avoiding the actual thing that people are mad about. Like, yeah. ju- like that's why I was so happy that Sam Roberts said something today. You know, um, Sam Roberts. 
put out his podcast, and he is pretty much, he's not a WWE employee, but he's someone who's paid money as an on-air talent for WWE, and he's the first one to say something negatively about the event. Uh, he basically, publicly. Publicly. Uh, he said that um, he does believe that WWE wants to be part of change in Saudi Arabia, um, but that... Um, he said, my own personal opinion is that because of this story and because, honestly, the U.S. is still figuring out whether they're going to have to retaliate against Saudi Arabia, I don't think the crown jewel should take place in Saudi Arabia. I think that the show should go on. The show must go on. A big investment has been made into the show. It's going to cost WWE money. Um, but I think WWE has got to eat this one. They were featured on Vice. They were featured on John Oliver this week. And it's not good press. Uh, he said, I would expect that they have a backup plan already. And at this moment, if you ask me today, I think they should use that backup plan. I got to agree with him. But... I will say that's a big backup plan. Like, where do you? The, the only thing that comes to mind to me, and maybe selfish, selfishly, is Survivor Series. Like Survivor Series, right around the corner. Um, you just put everything that was going to be there onto Survivor Series. At least Shawn Michaels. Yeah. But here's the thing: like, do you think Shawn Michaels still rest? Like, do I'm you just think realizing Shawn- that. If that happens, we could see Shawn Michaels. I know. That's why I said selfishly. It's old, but then I, I will say selfishly that the wrestling fan in me saw that. And I, I, when everyone kept saying, well, Survivor Series makes sense, I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be in Survivor Series. But, Am well, I going to see think, Shawn Michaels' return? But don't you think that they would just move Crown Jewel as a whole event? Yeah. That's I wonder I that, but, there's, but to me, there's not enough going on in the event to warrant that. Like, really, the only, this is really being sold on... The, the World Cup. Well, the World Cup is bullshit. No one yeah. cares about it. <laughs> and uh, it's similar to, like, Braun getting that greatest Royal Rumble belt that we never saw again, you know? So, um, I, I, I don't think the World Cup matters. Really, the only thing that matters on this show is DX versus yeah. the Brothers of Destruction. Move that over to Survivor Series. Move Daniel Bryan versus AJ to Survivor Series. I don't really see why it'd be an issue. I mean, move the World Cup to Survivor Series. Why not? I just dumped the World Cup. Yeah. I'm not going to just dump it's, the World it's, Cup. It's the dumbest concept. It's only Americans. It's, it's, it's the dumbest they, And concept. they had like two or three chances to make it to, yeah, diverse. They, hey, why, try. Hey, they had two or three chances. <laughs> Rusev they? lost. Jinder Mahal lost. And I think Shinsuke lost. And yeah. Shinsuke lost. Rey Mysterio's in it, but... He, uh, but you know, what I, was, I was actually looking. A, I was he's looking, an American he's citizen. An American citizen. <laughs> I was looking. At, I was looking at the card the other day, and I like, and you know, I, sometimes like when you look at these things that's in Saudi Arabia, it's like, what holes can I poke in like their lack of political awareness in this? And there's no African Americans on the card right now. Oh, I didn't even think about. That. I, I well, checked. Wait, isn't, it. Is Bobby Lashley not in the World Cup? He's not. I don't think I don't so. Think so? No, he's not. Okay. No, like if you look at the, if you look at it, it's like it's a pretty. Outside of Mysterio and and I guess Roman Reigns, yeah, it's pretty white. <laughs> it's pretty white. Uh, let's see, what are the matches again? It's Kurt, John. Yeah, there's only three matches. It's Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. Which same thing, you could easily move that over to Survivor Series. AJ Styles versus Daniel Bryan and DX versus Brothers of Destruction. And then yeah, John Cena, Kurt Angle, Jeff Hardy, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, Dolph Ziggler, The Miz, and Rey Mysterio. Just a melting pot of the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I think of when I think of diversity. It's a melting pot <laughs> filled with white cheddar fondue. I mean, just look at just look at Jeff Hardy. He's colorful as all hell. Even his eyes. Seth Rollins used to have yellow in his hair, for God's sakes. <laughs> Randy Orton's been everywhere. <laughs> he was in the military, for God's sakes. I think, yeah. For a short time. Until he went AWOL. Uh, we got Mysterio. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> um, I... 
I do think that it would be very hard to move the entire event. Like, I feel like it would be... It, it would... No, nah, because they need that... Because also, they want, I'm sure they'll want to do the Survivor Series match. Because even though it doesn't mean anything at the end of the day, it's still a fun match. I like I like Survivor Series matches. Yeah. yeah. Eliminate the, the five mean, on five. But the thing is, like, they could easily move the entirety of this event over, still do two Survivor Series matches, do one on the card, one on the pre-show. It'd be super simple to actually still have a, 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 a you know, a whiff of Survivor Series in there. And there, and likewise, there have been many Survivor Series events that did not have yeah, a Survivor Series games. match. You did, it's exactly what I was thinking, actually, with this whole tournament and everything. I've, I think you're right that they could probably scrub a, a good bit of this World Cup and just do, like, the, the you Finish know, it on Raw. semifinal, or not the semifinals, quarterfinal. Finals on Raw and SmackDown, and just put like the last three matches on, similar like they used to do with King of the Ring a lot Even of times. Just give them the, the hardcore. Just the give game. them the hardcore title. Oh, <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, this is the only hey, one that we're not using. Real quick, I love obscure belts. And I'm so happy that they created that belt for Braun Strowman because sometimes, like, whenever I deep dive and I'm like, I want to learn, like, I'll just start looking. I was like, what about that big world title belt that they created for Andre the Giant? That's that just going to be sitting in WWE. Well, just, I'm sure he has it. I'm sure there's stuff like that, and then there's just like, like the like just various obscure like the original light heavyweight title and stuff like that. I just love the fact that these things exist. It's my dream to go to the WWE WWE warehouse. How many years away? They just have them. They have all that stuff in boxes. They're just sitting there in like a crate. How many years away away are we from getting replica Andre the Giant statues? Like big ones. That would be awesome. (laughs) I'd be into that. Give me like corner here, fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, be kind of cool though. Yeah, <laughs> just put it on the collider bill, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't have that yet. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, you guys just threw me. I was gonna say something else right there. Well, you, I'm so sorry. I was talking about obscure belts. No, that's what it was. Okay, uh, sorry. I, I was on Reddit the other day and uh, I saw the coolest thing. It was like a a timeline of the WWF title and like how it changed over the years and like all the different versions of it yeah and there were some really cool versions that i had never seen before that like, I was, of like the actual belt of the mainly like from yeah. the 70s and you know back in the day that well there's there's like ones. kind of that before the 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 eagle wing title or whatever there, there was like to. a blue one there yeah, was the, a yellow there was one. a bit of a more round one that was different than the title that hogan won from the iron sheik back in 84 there was like kind of like this other world title that he used i think up until wrestlemania 3 and i think it was around wrestlemania 4 whenever they first started you I, I could be wrong when they first started using like kind of the winged eagle title and, and then when warrior won it he got like three different belts yeah the dude was like i want a green one <laughs> needs to match all my gear I yeah. want a diverse range of titles, even though I hate diversity. Like, he really, he really had a yellow one. There was really yeah. a yellow belt. I think he had a purple one when he lost it to Sergeant Slaughter at uh, Royal Rumble 91. Purple belt? Yeah, it was a purple world title, I That'd believe. That'd be kind of dope to have it. Well, no. It was like they're, a light purple. That's the cruiserweight. <laughs> I'm mad I can't find this picture. because It was so cool, like, seeing, like, some of the really early ones. Yeah. Like, it's weird that they were much more square back then. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean... The NWA title is more or less a DVD box. You know, it's just it's just a perfect rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so moving. That's topic. why they always hold it like this. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody ever wears it because I don't think you can wear. it. I don't think you can. I think it's either. just flat. They're just yeah. like I also have my copy of the Big Lebowski in my belt. <laughs> um, all right, moving topics here. I think another big story this week was uh, the ending of the Bound for Glory pay per view, and that was involving Austin Aries. Uh, for those of you who didn't see it, 
the match it was a match between John Morrison and well, had a lot of interesting buildup. Yeah, well, yeah, we and we talked in depth on Wrestling Street Radio about that last week because Rachel had a lot. She was very unhappy with Austin Aries, and so she had a lot to say about it. If you guys want to hear about uh, you know hit, hit the whole Austin Aries tweet controversy, go check out last week's episode. Um, but after all of that. The main event finally occurred, and it, I, I really—I don't know if you guys watched the match. But I enjoyed the match. It was very much like a, a shoot feel to it. You know, it felt like they were trying to fight each other. You know, and to play off of the whole like you know defending his was wife. It? No, no, not not the match itself. Yeah. No, but it had that vibe. You know, like okay. they they looked like they, they, they felt but they the wanted to beat each other up. Well, the ending. I'm not positive, to be honest with you. So the ending. Yeah, the ending is. I I've watched that thing at least five or six times, and I'm. I still I still don't know. So, so for those who didn't see it, the uh, Johnny Impact, John Morrison, hits Starship Pain on Austin Aries. He pins him for the one, two, three. But literally, like within seconds, with uh, any finish, you should uh, the, like you shouldn't do. No, yeah, yeah of course with any not. finish. But within seconds, Aries hops up to his feet, uh, jumps to the the apron, uh, flips off Don Callis, starts like talking shit to the crowd. It looks like then walks to the back, flips off Johnny Impact, walks away. Um, and I think, yeah, I think a lot of people were, con- were confused. I think a lot of people wanted to know if it was legit. Um, you know, I asked around. I asked a lot of people. I, I checked in. Most uh, seemed to agree that it that it was legit, that he actually was pretty pissed off about the whole thing. That, um, but, but the problem is that I don't understand what he was pissed off about yeah. necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've been trying to figure that out. That's what I've been asking around, and I, I, I can't figure that out. That's because the part that confuses me. The way, it's just now that we know that, I mean, with the W, I mean, not with WWE, I'm sorry, with professional wrestling as a whole, it's so hard to trick people nowadays. Yeah. It's almost impossible. Almost impossible, yeah. And you, and I mean, I wouldn't say it's almost impossible. I mean, it's, it's hard. It's I, I think hard. It's, I think it's easier in an organization like Impact. To do it than it would be in WWE. Yes, and the reason that not I say WWE does it all the time. Hold on, though. Like, but they're but it's not. But it's not like this where you're like, is this real or not? And the reason why is Impact is a smaller company, which means that everybody is not necessarily a spoke in the wheel. They are their own wheel. They they are kind of a little bit more in control of the narrative in than they would be in WWE, where there's everybody has like a you know millions of followers on Twitter and Instagram. They have a billion hours of programming coming out every single week. They're they're a media producer, whereas Impact is a wrestling program. And so I think that it's easier for Impact to pull off a swerve or to pull off something with the right minds behind it. And they do have some really talented individuals behind the thought process too. So I, I'm of the opinion that this is all a work. I could, I mean, it, it seems like it to me because I, I. But here's here's why I'm a little bit on the fence because yes, him leaving, flipping off Don Callis, and flipping out John Morrison is one thing. But the one thing about wrestling that seems to still be protected more than not. Is the actual moves and the wrestling, like and the selling, yeah. and like and not making the other guy look stupid, you know? Because that's really what it did. Yeah. Yes. And in my opinion, it took away a lot of steam of John uh, Johnny Impact winning. Yeah. Absolutely, it took away a lot of it. Well, it wasn't the talking point coming it out of the wasn't, show. It wasn't. Not at all. And which is a problem because. The reason they're putting the belt on him, I would imagine, is because he's starring on Survivor right now, and they want the press of, like, Survivor star wins world championship. Yeah. But instead, it was like, 
Survivor star is involved in this weird thing where a guy might have gone off script because it's it's so it border. That's why it's that's why I'm having a trouble uh, having trouble putting planting my foot on either Me if too. it's a work or if it's not because there are sides that look like oh my god it's clearly a work because like he made a big grandstand of doing this whole thing you know and you know and he. He he, kind of like if that's the way you're gonna. Uh, there are way more effective ways to protest, you yeah. know. Yep. That you, if you really wanted to make that match terrible, he could have easily done it. He could have phoned it in. Could have Shawn Michaels and Hulk Hogan it up, you know. And they could have done. They could have done nothing about it, you know. They just just because you pay me doesn't mean I have to do it good, you know. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's why. That's why like the match itself because I I didn't watch the match at first and then I saw it and it was a pretty decent match not a match a match that you would need cooperation full cooperation <laughs> yes. from both Austin and Johnny yes and I saw that throughout the only time that's why it was so weird to me because it looked like the only time where they weren't working with each other was after the match right and it was that's, <laughs> Jamie I am one hundred percent with you that's why I have so much trouble with this as well you know is that like they. Don Callis and Scott Demore seem smarter than that. They know that if they they know that if they had booked Austin Aries to do that, yes, it would have gotten people talking, but it would have gotten people talking in the wrong way. Yes, we're talking about it, but we're not talking about how like it's this thing we want to tune into. We're talking about how it's it just seems like oh like why would we want to ever tune into anything Austin Aries ever does again? He seems like an asshole. Yeah, and that's confusing like that's not how you'd want the biggest pay-per-view of the year so to speak to there for them well, to end do you, okay so i know you know i've read reports that austin Aries contract is over with them as well, well so pd williams who's a backstage producer and agent he did an interview shortly after on his podcast called the wrestling perspective podcast and his co-host was interviewing him basically and, and yeah pd williams said um his contract was up after he got pinned so he was technically – he made it sound as though Austin Aries – to answer your question, he made it sound as though Austin Aries did that because technically Austin Aries was under contract during the match. But when he got pinned, he was no longer under contract. But still, mm, even no. if you're under contract, you don't have to be – like I don't think I don't think in a contract it ever says you have do to work good, good matches. <laughs> yes. I know. Hey, I don't buy this being a shoot one bit. I don't buy it. The idea that anybody went off script. I don't buy any of that. This is all just a design to create, like, a buzz whenever he shows up again all of a sudden. Like, I mean, this is wrestling. Nothing nothing new happens. But what's like, confusing like, is like that, is gonna that show... shouldn't they are, didn't they already see? I mean, maybe not because they weren't there when it happened and they probably weren't watching. But, like, Impact just did that without Del Rio, Albert, no, Albert Trone. And it turned people off majorly. Yeah. Incre- incredibly. So I don't understand why they're like, well... That was just Del Rio. They like Austin Aries, so if Austin does it, it's okay. Well, no, people don't like it's. it's I, who, do you uh, think that like, like Austin Aries and them don't have future plans for him to come back? Like, I mean, I feel like this whole thing is a long term booking angle, guys. Like, I mean, it, it, like I, well, I understand I, that it feel felt so off and everything like that too. But when Aries show if he if slash when he shows back up in Impact against uh, Johnny Impact. Like, it's one of those things where it's just like, people are going to be like, holy crap, there's Aries. What the hell's going on here? I agree with you. Like, I mean, I think that this is all just a long-term booking plan. I, 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 look but it, it could be. I, I agree. I, if you ask me just like, Ryan, not in your news opinion, in your normal person opinion, looking at everything, producer in you, what do you think? Yeah, that's 100% what I think too. Yeah. Is that like, I have a very hard time believing that this was legit. Yeah. But at the same time, like, we have seen stuff like this happen in wrestling before, so it's not like 
out of the realm Let of possibility either. Why would he flip off Don Callis? That's the only thing that doesn't make sense yeah. to me. Like, so, like, what, what reasons does Austin Aries have to be mad at Impact? They've literally done nothing but showcase the dude as, yeah. like, the top of his industry. They gave him the for, belt, like, the first week he was back. That guy the was only collect- thing I could think is that John Morrison was, yeah, they gave him the belt, and then John Morrison comes strolling in off of Lucha Underground or whatever, and because he's former WWE guy, which I know Austin Aries is too, but that's not how he's treated. You know, you bring in former WWE guy John Morrison, and because he gets booked to be on a reality show, you took the belt off of me that I helped make relevant again these past six months, yeah. and you gave it to him just because Which John could also be possible. It's like we just kept saying, Eli. Like, we really don't know. Yeah. We really don't know. Like it's- I, I mean, you know, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty far away from it, but just as, uh, as somebody who's been a fan of this industry for a long time, it, and not only that, but has been an active viewer of it through many swerves, through many, you know, like, shoots, um, or, you know, work shoots, I should say. Like, it just... I feel like they they have more control over the situation than than people are 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 you know admitting to. Yes, I, and like I said, I agree with you. You know, Don Callis was on uh, the Sam Roberts podcast as well today, and that's actually why I was listening to the Sam Roberts podcast before I heard the the Crown Jewel stuff that that, that he was saying on there. But um, Callis said something, and it was this was recorded. This interview was recorded prior to Bound for Glory happening. Okay. And he basically implied that he doesn't tell his talent what to do. That when it comes to creative things, that he lets them kind of have take some creative freedom. And that he wouldn't necessarily, after the match, be like, you shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Or this and that, this, that, and the other. And if something happens during the match that he feels that he could turn into something, that he'll then take advantage of it after the fact. Which almost sounded like that's what they're going to do with Austin Aries yeah. before it ever happened. So I, 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 I don't know. Uh, uh, I mean, I will admit, I like, am on the fence with you. I, I am leaning more towards. It's very, you. it's very rare that in the wrestling industry where people question whether or not it's a work or a shoot. So to that effect, if it is in fact a work, they've done a damn good job. True. Well, but I don't know about that because they've done an adequate job. Because they've I, done a good job. Well, because I, you know, I like this tweet from David Starr today, who's a who's an indie wrestler, and he said. Uh, he said, your job as a heel is to draw people to buy tickets to watch you get your ass kicked by the baby face. Um, but if you do something that crosses the line where fans aren't willing to buy a ticket to see you anymore, then by definition, you're no longer doing your job. So that is an, I, that was an interesting way of kind of like thinking of this Austin Aries thing. That, yeah, I get that he's like trying to be a bad guy. He wants you to boo him. But I do think you can cross the line in today's wrestling world where like people will just turn off from you instead. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it was a lot. I mean, it didn't read so much as controversial, and people were like, "Oh, I want to go see what Austin Aries is doing next." After that, it didn't really read like that. It read so much like, "Oh, well, it took his ball and went home." You know, like it's like he kind of did because you know he did a thing that is greatly frowned upon in the world of professional wrestling, oh, yeah. and that's no sell a finish, especially in a championship match. Oh yeah, and. Uh, you know, a lot of wrestling fans like to think that they know everything and that they can like give opinions on this, and that they and that it will. A lot of wrestling fans have gone to that conclusion that yo fuck this guy, you know, like yeah. he did something that is really dishonorable in the world of professional wrestling. Again, it's I can't say it's a it's a valid opinion because eighty percent of the people making it weren't there, myself included. Yeah, and um, 
And uh, I just, I, it's, it, it's just to go off of what David Starr said. It's like it's, yeah, it, it really dangerously bounces around that line of, is this really entertainment or is this just guy just being an asshole for asshole's sake? Yeah, no, absolutely. And when you're someone who people aren't, when you, when you have been made to have that reputation by certain people, it doesn't help either. Like yeah. when it's kind of like a, a way people perceive you already, or yeah. at least and it has been with him for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I Mo- mean, even most of his career. Even the with Pete Williams, they were like, "Well, was he mean? Like before? Like was he in a bad mood before the match or anything?" And he was kind of like, "Well." He's Austin Aries, so... It's hard it, to tell. It was just Austin Aries being Austin Aries before the match. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, like, like, that's kind of like the reputation huh. he has. Um, all right, last topic here. Uh, WWE announced a bunch of new signings today. Uh, today is Thursday. When yeah, we're quite, this. A, quite a pickup, I'd say. You think there's some good ones this time? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, for those of you who didn't see it, it's uh, Matt Riddle. Well, a lot, of these names been, <laughs> a lot of these names have been rumored for, for a minute, but yeah. now it's confirmed. So... Matt Riddle, Chelsea Green, who was Laurel Van Ness in... Which I think is a great pickup for them. Uh, Mia Yim and Punishment Martinez from Ring of Honor. And uh, so four of the five of those people, I know their work. I know Mia Yim through my time at the MLW, at MLW, and I really think she's she's a special talent with that one. And um, she's like, she's the she's almost like if Asuka was scarier. <laughs> you know, like like Oscar like who doesn't play video games and actually yeah. beats you up in real life. Yeah, like yeah. if Oscar really like chewed nails for breakfast. You know, <laughs> that's really what Mia Yim is. And um, Matt Riddle, obviously, everybody knows. I mean, if you're a wrestling fan or other than WWE, chances are you know who Matt Riddle is. He's acclimating. He looks seems to be acclimating nicely to the NXT roster. So good for Matt. And um, you know Chelsea Green is I think has always been just um, if not why, uh, uh, if not she will get signed but when will she get signed and I'm glad she did you know it's crazy that she's been so adjacent to WWE for so long and, it, yeah. and that they didn't sign her like yeah. the fact that she was on the same season of Tough Enough as Velveteen Dream and Mandy Rose and and Sonya Deville it's pretty it's pretty crazy yeah, that yeah. she was part of all that yeah so and yeah and we all and uh, and I mean from what I see of her work she's a she's a hard worker. Chelsea puts the Chelsea puts the work in, and you and you know she will put the work in coming into NXT. So I think that's also a great get. I don't know much about Punishment Martinez. Um, he's a new name to me. Um, when you guys when you started reporting that he was talking to WWE and then he signed, I wasn't too familiar with him. And so there was. Real... I felt bad for him a little bit because he's fucking tall. Like Punishment he's a big Martinez, dude. A big, he's a big dude. dude. But in the picture yeah. of, of the signing, yeah. he's next to a dude who's seven foot three. Yeah. So he doesn't look tall. Like, yeah. You can't, you don't notice how tall he is because he's Poor standing guy. next to a guy who's seven foot three. So yeah. wait, it was Matt Punishment. Matt, uh, you, named, you named them all. No, name, there was, you name, you named there was four four, major Yeah, ones. but there, there's one I'm missing. Who's no, it was Matt, Chelsea, Mia, and Punisher Martinez. Oh, there's only four. I thought there well, were five. Well, there's, 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 there's a other few signings. others, but I don't. Oh, okay. You know, there's there's a dude that's seven foot three. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I'll be honest with you. That was the one where I was like, oh, really? Seven foot three, you say? <laughs> I always like when they have a giant that comes in like that. Who is your favorite giant? Oh. That's a tough one. Yeah. In wrestling? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm like, I would go with that. I have a few wait, other wait, wait. giants. Let me, let, okay. Who is your favorite non-Big Show or Andre Giant? I might. I mean, it's going to be hard for me not to go Kurgan. What? I like Kurgan. Why? What has he done other than uh, like his dude. Hollywood career is impeccable? Hey, he's in a lot hey, of movies. I'll Can say, you just remind me of Kurgan after? I, I want to tell you something. That oh, Jamie's by the way, working I on. want you to tell me something else after the show. <laughs> okay, too. okay. Um, 
Because Kurgan I stood out to me because he was – like of the two giants and the oddities, he was the one that actually seemed like he understood what the joke was and also was coordinated. Whereas so wait, Gold- they're considered a giant? There was three no. giants in the oddities. There was Kurgan. Oh, yeah. There was Golga. Giant Silva. Giant Sorry. Silva. Yeah, yes. giant, Kur- Golga's not really a giant. He was Earthquake and he had already lost an ample amount of weight at that period of time. He was big but he was not giant my size. Gi- my favorite giant would have to be Kane. I was going to say, I feel like you have to go with Kane if you took out those Kane's other people. my favorite You're giant. you Undertaker? Is Undertaker a giant? Is Kane a Kane's giant? taller than the Undertaker. Kane's way taller than Undertaker. Kane's not way taller than the Undertaker. I want to know about way, but he is taller. I don't think he is. I think he's short. I think no, he's, he's definitely he's taller def- than the well, Undertaker. I'm looking at like a scale, so that's how I technically knew. Uh, he's six ten, Undertaker, and uh, Kane's seven foot. I don't believe it. I, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, what? what do you mean? What are you looking at? To Google? I don't know. No. Kane, no, here's why. Here's why I say that. In every shot of Undertaker and Kane together, Kane is always the bigger Kane's one. Kane's boots are real thick, guys. I remember when he first got introduced, I was like, Kane's boots are super thick, and that's why he's as tall as the Undertaker. If you think that his boots he's were thick, just... He's not as tall as the Undertaker, though. No, he's, not, he's taller. And if you think that his boots were thick just because they had to be lit on fire that one time, that's not no, why they're I'm thick. Not, <laughs> I feel like that's like a... Like he's way, he's they're taller, way taller! They're way taller! Hey, they're standing on different parts of a sloping <laughs> ramp in that picture. That's not fair. That's like being like, well, you know, the hobbits are way shorter, and the shot is like, yeah, because it's called Force Perspective. That's how they shot Lord of the Rings. I'm, you're, you're not right on this one. Kane is taller. I'm trying to find a better picture. Like, here, he's looking up at, he's looking up at Kane. I'm telling you, Kane has thick boots. What's that? You, he's not on stilts. <laughs> you much. act like Kane's walking you would on break stilts. His, you would break his ankles if he had to wrestle on, uh, like, platform shoes. Fake news. This is all <laughs> fake news. Yeah, the list here is the top 15 tallest wrestlers of all time, and it's it looks like it, it appears to go in order of, of right. height. I see it. So it's Undertaker, Kurian, Big Show, Kane, Kali, Kane Giant is Silva, taller than the Big Show. Giant Silva, Andre the Giant, and uh, the dude with the hair. What's his name? Uh, the what's his name? The guy Giant who, Gonzalez. Giant Gonzalez. There we go. Ah, Wait, no, I, just, big, I scratched what I said. Giant Gonzalez is my favorite giant. Wait, big Show. Cause yeah, because actually, now that you say purely that, purely because of his outfit, Kane's not taller than Big Show. Oh, they're both seven foot. It says, "Hey, I'm telling you, I'm telling you this on this level. When he was Isaac Yankum, he was wrestling Bret Hart, and he wasn't he wasn't a giant compared to Bret Hart." I don't know about that. And Big Show is taller than Kane. I'm looking at them standing side by side. He's a lot taller. Of course he is. He's <laughs> a giant. <laughs> of course he is. He's a giant, for God's sakes. I'm standing by my Actually, statement. he's not that much taller. When you look at, like, this picture, they're standing at the same spot of the ramp, and they're just, they're, like, not that far off from each other. Yeah, show's, show's got maybe a couple inches on him. Like, a couple inches. Maybe. Yeah, well, if I that's mean, look it. how tall Seth is. <laughs> <laughs> he's taller than all of them. Wait, 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 wait. How tall is Jamie Noble, though? <laughs> Um, Anyways, I'll, I'll find conclusive evidence backing up my claim later. I'm going to go, yeah. I feel like if I had to pick my number, it'd be, it'd be Kane, even though I don't really Kane like, all the way. Yeah, even though like, – He had that dope clothesline from the top rope. Yeah, that's true. He did have that. Um, how do we even get to that point? What, how, how did we get there? What were we talking about before that? Oh, the signing. The, the giant yeah. dude. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, but I love when they sign a giant because I get excited. Like I remember the whole time Lars Sullivan was in NXT. How tall is Lars? I don't know. He's, he's not tall. <laughs> Lars isn't tall. Lars is just wide. <laughs> what is the name of our show now? How tall is dot dot dot? 
This is literally out, this is a show of things you can look up on Google. <laughs> Ryan, Jamie, and Eli Google things and go, "Wow!" Uh, and Eli still doesn't believe it. <laughs> yeah, no, Lars isn't tall. Sorry, I no, don't. Lars is short. Yeah, he's, he's just wide. He's, he's like, like a can of soup. I just remember like, he got like signed. Rhino. <laughs> I just remember when Lars got signed. He was always posting pictures of his hand. And yeah. his hands are so massive that I was like. Oh, that guy's gonna be because cool he looks day. like Killer Kowalski. He looks yeah. like Killer Kowalski had a baby. Yeah. Like, like. <laughs> hey, you know what? My favorite, one of my favorite Giants was that that never went anywhere. I actually disappeared real fast. Is when they were actually advertising season three of N- of NXT, the TV show. Um, they were going to oh, do yeah, all women yeah, and, Cottonwood and, and, and oh, oh, oh no no no. There was there was a women's all women's yes. show, and the first couple of advertisements they made for it, there was a giant woman, and I, she ended up she ended up doing something pornographic or something like that. And they I think cut I her. broke that story. Okay, what was her name? Oh, I, I can't Amazon remember, something. but I remember seeing her and being like, "This woman is going to be a huge star in WWE because she's huge, humongous." And she picked the other star first. Yeah, I know, not a wrestling star. I know she blew it. Began with a P. She blew it. What was that girl's name? Um, I hate that I'm Googling something else again, but because it's going to drive me crazy. Because I, I think I NXT season three, the women, what was her name? They never had her there. so she No, she never showed up. She never game. showed up, so I can't find her name. And it's I'll find me, it. It's pissing me off. But yeah, no, I remember thinking the same thing when that girl was, when that happened. I always felt bad. I felt bad for that girl that she got fired. when God, she was humongous. She was so big, I remember. What was her name, though? Figure it out. Alo- Aloisia. Mm, no. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at a picture <laughs> I just looked up. Um, okay, so back to the topic at hand, though. Sorry that we've gotten so far off there. Isis the Amazon. That was I knew it had Amazon in the name. Isis also known the as Aloisia. I, I knew there was another name for Six it. Six foot eight and a quarter. Wow. Show me the picture. Um, <laughs> you there. Um, but out of all these people, I, I agree with you, I, Jamie, that... that this is a good batch. It's I mean, a great batch. They, they might be people that have already made a name for themselves elsewhere, but I mean, this is a talented group of individuals. I mean, Matt Riddle. Oh, she was so tall. Yeah, I remember just. And it, wasn't it like, like bug squashing videos where she was like naked and bug squashing? It was something that was nobody would pay for. Yeah, it was like something so stupid. I mean, that some people would love to pay for, but still, so, I, it's my favorite fetish: the bug smashing one. Not personally, like that, that, that's a fetish. <laughs> Not like uh, that's my favorite fetish, but like that's my thing. That's my thing. Bug smashing. Uh, but I'm all, I always that's a cra- like I, I've seen so many. Like when I was at TMZ, and I remember that girl who was Jesse James's uh, mistress, yeah, and she, the, the one that was all tatted up, yeah. And I did a story on her, like all these crazy fetish videos she did, where she was like stomping little action figures. And that was like a, a I fetish too. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> Leave my toys alone. Uh, uh, don't step uh, on my uh, toys. You you. Minx I'll monster. Take, I'll take ISIS any day. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, but okay, so Matt Riddle, obviously. I mean, out of all these people, I think Matt Riddle, in my opinion, like Matt Riddle seems like he could, he has yeah, you're, to be a we, top guy. Yeah, you're, a high, you're high on, you're, uh, I've no pun been, intended, you're I've high been, on Matt. Well, I've been high on Matt Riddle. A long time. A long time. Yeah. Like, I reported when he first started uh, training to wrestle under Blue Meanie, like, when I was at TMZ back in the day. So, like, I've been following Matt Riddle since he first transitioned to wrestling. dude, I got to be honest. When you put it on paper, the surfer bro, dude, it's like, oh, we're going to get another Johnny Ace, you know? But it's... See, I picture more of, like, a Hulk Hogan. And I don't know if that's weird for me to say. No, I picture Johnny Ace. when I When I read that... When I read, but not when I, when I, not but when I see him. Yeah. When I, when I read on a paper that Matthew Riddle, what's his character? He's a stoner surfer bro. 
I picture Johnny Ace immediately because yeah. that's what he was. He was the radical dude or whatever. What was yeah. the name of his group? What was it? Bo- the bodacious dudes, whatever. <laughs> radical dudes, bodacious dudes. That, no, it's, I don't think it's bodacious either. It's something dudes. Some some two dudes 90s, with attitudes. Yeah, some nineties term. Dynamic dudes. Dynamic dudes. Uh, but um, but that's what I get. But no, then, I can see that. But then when I saw him, it's different because it is who he is. Yeah. Like like there um. Never, uh, the, nobody will know who this Insta person is, but there was this famous guy named Malibu Ninja, and he was this surfer, and he really talked like like Spicoli from like Fast from, Times. Fast Times, like that was really how he talked. Like that's that that's who he became an internet personality. Like TMZ yeah. Max, same yeah, thing, yeah. And that's Matt Riddle would not have worked if that really wasn't who he is in real life. Oh yeah, yeah. it would not have worked, Mm-mm. and it did. And it's. I, I'm genuinely curious also what his weed habits are now. Yeah. I'm genuinely curious. I'm sure he's toned it down now that he's, you know, under contract and all that kind of stuff. Because he's really, even in the past year leading up to it, like he's really tried to. Not so much promoting it. Yeah. Not so much promoting it, but just doing it. Yeah. You know? You'd be shocked. I mean, not you personally would be shocked, but like most wrestlers smoke weed. Yeah, I know they do. But I'm saying when you're. Be, when you're at NXT and you blatantly have a shirt that practically, I mean, dude practically has a tattooed on his forehead yeah. and says, test me. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not so much, maybe he's smoking weed. It's like, no, this guy's been clearly high be 80% you, of his career. To be honest with you, that right there is why I think that he has potential to transcend into pop culture. Like, to being I like think so the too. number one guy is because I'm I think just, a lot of you who watch wrestling, are that are not necessarily as good looking and, and ripped as he is while doing it, but I think like a majority who watch wrestling kind of like smoke weed and joke around and have that yeah. same vibe. If so- WWE was about to have a much laxer, po- what if Matt Riddle changes their whole perspective on this whole thing? Well, Rob Van Dam was there and Rob Van Dam smoked weed, so I mean, like it's not like they've never had a popular stoner on the roster. You yes, know? but uh, like also, Van well, also you know was- Rob Van Dam's time was a very different time in the WWE. Yes, but but the honest, dude, I think they're cooler with weed now than they were then. I, I think they're much they cooler. Be. They, weed yeah. is legal in many, many, many places. Yeah. We just got legalized in Canada. Yeah, so I think that's a lot different. Like back in Rob Van Dam's day, you could get fired for... for he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't get fired, but he lost both titles. Yeah. Now, you just get a fine, you know? So I don't think... You're not getting, like, suspended for weed or anything <laughs> no, like that. No, I don't think so, he would either. So it's, I don't... No, you just... They, they don't suspend for weed. I think in terms of something like Matt Riddle, like, I, I agree with you, like, that the, the authentic <laughs> layer of his character is what's going to get him over. And, and the difference between him and, and Johnny Ace, let's say, is that Matt Riddle actually says dude. Yeah. And, and when somebody <laughs> yeah. doesn't actually say dude and they say dude, it sounds horribly inauthentic. Yeah. It sounds very stilted. But but when somebody does say dude, like, for instance, in my workplace, you know, like, I mean, like, I'm a, I'm a surfer and just like, and, and there's a lot of that drawl that goes along with the way that you speak a lot of times. Yeah, and when I, we're in the text message group with you, we know. Yeah, I, but, but the thing is, is like, but when somebody actually authentically speaks that way and lives that lifestyle, people celebrate that. Yeah. Like they celebrate that aspect of who that character is because it is legitimately them. The same way in some circumstances that people celebrate a Stone Cold's character because like, hey, this isn't a deviation from who he is. Yeah. This is who he is actually. Yeah. But I also think that at the time – I think at the time Austin spoke to people because like you know, it was like you know, people wanted to like hate their boss. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. I think people will relate to Matt Riddle in the same way of like – Hey, that guy looks like he can be my little brother or my best friend yeah. or my boyfriend. I want to hang out with I him. I want to hang out with that yeah. guy. You know? and He's I, a good dude. I think I, 
I truly believe, like, I don't think there's anyone in WWE right. that you watch the show and you go like, he is really that person. Well, Braun Strowman is one of the only, is one of the few yeah. who you watch the show and you go like, I kind of want to hang out with that guy. Yeah. I imagine that guy's fucking funny But, hang but out the with. difference maker is, is like, you don't look at Randy Orton on the show and be like, well, he's like that 24-7. Yeah, like yeah. I kind of do think of that when I think of yeah, Randy Orton. Yeah, I think Randy, Randy, Randy Orton is an asshole. <laughs> Randy Orton is a bad, bad example of it. But a lot of these people, you don't look at like New Day and be like, I think that they probably are doing these crazy hand gestures and like hip swaggers. Well, they are. They are. <laughs> All right, well, you're maybe, using you're horrible examples. The worst right. examples possible right now. I don't think that Dustin Rhodes really paints his face. <laughs> so you did it for eternity. Shoot, 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 shoot. All right, I'll come up with something. All right, all right. I don't think that Glenn Jacobs is wearing a mask. When he goes to work as mayor. He did it at a campaign rally. (laughs) With his fake brother. No! All right. I bequeathed my point. You know what was kind of funny about that whole photo op? Is The Undertaker didn't have to wear anything, but Kane wore the mask. Like when, they, like when Kane was on uh, what was the it? weakest link, the weakest link, yeah. yeah and they were the, the only questions. one they made him in gear, <laughs> and he's like in gear answering questions seriously with his. The mask rest on. of them had to wear regular clothes. Kane always got like he had. He was the only one in a tank top, see through. His nipples were showing, and like, and he was on. He won, a, right? I think he won. I think he yeah. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to cut that clip for for YouTube for for social media of Jim Eli trying to give us examples and just failing so. Hard. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. One, one more time, one more time. It's like, wait, Xavier Woods plays video games in real life. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> okay, no, living I, the gimmick. I, I, Holy I got, shit! I got, nothing. I got nothing. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, I that's but I to go our genuine faces they were just like, what are you saying? But to kind of bring the horses back to the cat to the sa- to the, 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 the stable, yes. Um Matt Riddle, um, going off what I was saying originally, if he was just some wrestler that needed a new gimmick repackaged as some surfer guy, yeah, it would have been horrible. Probably would have been laughed out of the arena. But uh, but I was greatly surprised the first time I started seeing Matt's matches and then when I got to meet the guy and actually got to work with him at MLW he's he you really he doesn't shut off and that's really hard to do yeah you really because there are days where I genuinely think I'm an I like I'm a pretty upbeat guy you yeah. know I like quirky things you know there are days where I don't want to be this eccentric person that I no, am no. Matt never has that day Matt is always Matt Riddle. Matt is always – well, he talks to everybody. He's so friendly. He's, He's the, most the friendly friendliest guy. guy I've ever seen. Yes. I mean you feel like you – I mean he genuinely brings you into a conversation like you were there from the beginning. But I – don't you think and, – and maybe that's just me. I don't know. But I get this vibe that I feel like that's very Hulk Hogan-esque. Now, I know not current-day Hulk Hogan, but back in the day – like, you felt like Hulk Hogan could be your friend. Like, you felt yeah. like that guy fights, like, he could, he's a cool American dude. Well, like, despite the fact that Hulk Hogan was humongous, he played the role Riddle, of an everyman. But Riddle's pretty big. Yeah. I mean, like, he's a tall motherfucker. He's tall, he's buff. Like, yeah. I don't know. He's I got mean, probably the longest legs of any male wrestler in the world. And I'd he could beat up probably almost the entire roster yeah. le- legitimately. No. So, I How just, tall is he? Hmm. <laughs> Man, can you imagine the dream match of Brock and Matt going? That, well, out? I mean, that that has to be six what two. Okay, that yeah. has to be what they're going. They have I, to find, I, I got I got the shirt right before I bought it right as he got signed. 
the the Brock Lesnar shirt, the Brock Lesnar one, the retired Brock Lesnar shirt, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the smoke weed, you know, throw hands, retired Brock or whatever. Um, I I do you? I feel like man, Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle could be huge. It'd be two hosses going at it. It would take I, I, in order for it to be like unforgettable thing it would definitely take a lot longer though like like Matt Riddle's gonna have to he's got time to get there obviously well I mean yeah, yeah. he's gotta have a whole career in NXT then yeah. a whole up and coming career. they're not gonna feed him to Brock as soon as he gets no, brought no, up that's no. like that's solid three years I just didn't want anyone to think I was like saying that like I think he's I think in like five years though at if, least if he's not main eventing Wrestlemania if it's not like him and Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream like in the main event scene like it's a problem because yeah. those three those three Money written all over. And by the way, just I, I know we're going off topic a little bit. It's so I'm not scary, but insane how quickly you get Velveteen Dream. Like I have people come over. Like when I just have the network on, nobody who has watched a lick of wrestling, not an ounce, and they get Velveteen immediately. Yeah, they get it and they love it. And yeah. that's so rare in this wor- in this business. So yeah. like, I I think Velveteen and to a lesser extent, he's still up there. Aleister Black are the only two ca- talent I know that are just almost impervious to this NXT WWE transition that some people have trouble with. Well, we'll see. I mean, I know there's a lot of people who think that Velveteen Dream is going to end up like, like some of the, some Tyler of the other, Breeze. Yeah, or Adam Rose or something like that, or <sighs> No Way Jose. And I don't agree with that. I think that he is... I, I think, think, he's, done, I think he's done way more in and, NXT than than any of those. And I think the Tyler Breeze really did a lot in NXT. Yeah. He was in title matches, fought <laughs> Liger. Like he did a lot when he yeah. was in NXT. I mean Neville. Neville was a heavyweight champion. You know? Yeah. yeah. So I feel like I, I it's it's not out of the realm. Bo you know? Dallas got relevant a week ago. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, absolutely. Um and I'm not that. Of course, it's an exaggeration. But you know how long he's been with the company. It's not that much know? of an exaggeration. I mean, he didn't really do much after getting called up. I mean, they tried to have yeah. a few stop and start pushes, but they never really did that much yeah. with him. They blew it with him. Yeah, I, they definitely blew it with him. I so I saw someone suggest that he should be the one who attacked Alistair Black and mm-hmm. ca- sent him back down. Well, I think. Well, do you, you know? Do you know who attacked Alistair Black? I don't know. Huh. I saw the I saw the taping last. I saw the if you're talking about the are you talking about from the taping last night what happened? Yes. So I I think that would. Ha- Do you think that was spoiler a- alert? Spoiler okay, alert. Okay, well, make alert. it a huge spoiler I alert. Am. Spoiler like, alert. Like if spoiler- you do not want to know who attacked Alistair Black, stop right now. Yeah, because I'm gonna end the show in like literally two minutes, so you can stop listening. I've gotten but your If download, you do not want to know who attacked Alistair Black, stop listening. Stop listening now. now. But although also- I don't want you guys to know, I don't think it's legit. So okay, but also thanks for. Thanks for tuning in. Yes, too. thank you for tuning in, but that's your spoiler. Get alert. out! Uh, Johnny Gargano is, is who they made it sound, seem like it was at the taping last night. Uh-huh. Um, but I think there's going to be more be- stuff that, you know, vignettes, or not vignettes, uh, backstage packages that we're going to see to make more sense. Yeah, because when I found out it was that, I was a little disappointed. I, I was don't like, think it's going to be him. I, I saw it, that's what people were reporting it as, but the only reason they're saying that is because he came out, he attacked Aleister Black, and then he put on a black hoodie to like imply that it was him. And then Candace was there and Candace was like in darker makeup and stuff like that. I think it's all a ruse. I, I think it's all bait and switch that we're going to find out. Because I don't know. Like, do you really care about Johnny Gargano? No. Heel? No. And Ga- Johnny Gargano, it, it being him is almost like 
oh, okay. Yeah, it's like, of I course it is. Yeah, you know? It was me all along. That's like when, like when I Loki hope it was real. I mean, but like before, like I mean, this whole thing. I mean, we're not going to get into Star Wars debates, but the whole thing. I mean, it's not a spoiler anymore. But when they finally reveal that. You know, first for a long time, Ray from Star Wars, it was big contention of who her parents were. Yeah, and everybody was so sure that it was Luke, and all the clues were pointing to Luke. And I was like, okay, it does make sense, but it's like, uh, okay, it's kind of like a cop out. Like okay, another one of these it's, things. It's yeah. Another one of these things. It's I fell that way with Johnny Gargano. And, I agree with you. Although I was hoping it was it was Ray's parents were Luke. Yeah, well, we still may not know. Yeah, yeah. we don't. Uh, but, I, I'm still uh, holding up. I don't believe Kylo Ren. Yeah, I'm I hoping, think he was fucking with her. Me too. I'm hoping it's like Lobot. He was definitely <laughs> Lobot. <laughs> you I love, love Lobot. Yeah, you love referencing Lobot. Yeah, he's great. You cannot marry a woman with gills. You're from two different worlds. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still hope it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's what I want to pay. It would be, be. It would make the like we talked about yeah. it. Like, it would make the most sense if it was Obi Wan. That's what I really want. Is that then we find out in the time after that? Oh, then we get to learn what Obi Wan was up. Gets to, a basically. baby mama on Tatooine. Yeah, I want that story. That's, yeah. that's a story I'm cool with. Obi Wan uh, secretly only on Tatooine for like two or three days. The <laughs> just like no, I dropped the kid. I off. I was here the entire time. I swear, I dropped the kid off and then hit the bottle. Yeah, <laughs> I was watching your kid this whole time. Uh, <laughs> all right, Jay, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter. At at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram at J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. And this week, uh, as you know, Network is up and running. We I just plugged had a, a bunch last week yes, for you. Congrats, we had, uh, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate that. So um, we just had our drop with Ben Baller, Michael Rappaport. That went really well. So that was awesome. So this Friday at 5 o'clock p.m. Pacific time on the Network app, that's N-T-W-R-K, you are, we are doing a drop for the mid-90s movie that Jonah Hill's got coming Ooh. out this weekend. It's a, the new skater movie that, oh, that yeah, yeah, yeah. that comes out this oh, weekend. Shit, yes. I see that. And um, it's a great movie. I've seen it. It's incredible. I think everybody needs to go see it, especially people for, like in, who, who remember the skater culture of the 90s. And um, we're doing a capsule collection drop with them. It's this dope hoodie that we made along uh, that we made in conjunction with the movie. Oh, and, cool! And you can only get it on the app. So, like I said, tomorrow—I mean, not yeah—tomorrow. That's five this airing Friday. It's airing Friday. So yes, it's a, that wouldn't be tomorrow. So airing Friday, October. That's October nineteenth. <laughs> yeah, Friday, October nineteenth on Network Live at five p.m. Pacific time. We're doing. We're gonna have Jonah Hill joining us. He's gonna talk about the movie. The oh, cast, I didn't there too. Yeah, the awesome. cast. The cast is gonna be there talking about the movie Sick. as well. So it's gonna be great. It's gonna be a fun little interview. We're gonna drop some products. Tune in. Awesome. Uh, Eli, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at Elijah Bates and on Instagram at Brindlebeard. Uh, and you can find me, I'm at Ryan Satin on all social media. It's ProWrestlingSheet.com, at WrestlingSheet on social media. And uh, for those of you who are listening to the audio of this, go check out the video as well. It's a fun video. You get to see our faces, you get to see our reactions, get to see me lose my shit over here for Eli's terrible suggestions. I'm, right. I'm right! I'm His signing I'm right. of president. <laughs> um, so you get to see our faces on there. It's youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. Uh, that's where the recap shows that I do with Roka go. Uh, that's where some of the lists that I do goes. Just in general, YouTube content. Wrestling YouTube content. You like it? I know you want it. Go to youtube.com slash C slash wrestling sheet. Subscribe there. Like the video. Share. Uh, subscribe. All that kind of stuff. Leave a comment. Uh, it really, really does help us out a lot if you guys do that. Also, if, for those of you who are watching on video, hello, hi. Uh, go to the audio feed. 
It's uh, Wrestling Sheet Radio on Podcast One, iTunes. I just fixed it, so it should be on Stitcher again. Should be on Podbean again. Um, I'm, I'm working on getting it back in Google Play. Uh, it does not look like it's going to be going back to Spotify. Uh, but 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 uh, go check out the audio feed if you're just watching the video. Uh, if you're if you go there, there's other shows like Top Five with James and Kevin. Uh, there's Best of the Rest with Rachel, Sam Evans, and Aaron Turner. Uh, and I'm trying to put more interviews on there as well. A few things I have lined up. i got a fun interview scheduled for Monday, actually. Sweet. So uh, make sure you guys check that. I don't know what I'm putting out there, but it'll be out there. Is it a surprise? I, I don't think it's a surprise necessarily. I just don't want to say it in case like, something happens and it like okay. falls through. But I, but it's going to be Eve Marie. So okay. I'm, I'm excited for it because you guys know I'm, I'm a longtime Total Divas fan. So, yes, you are, so I'm much more excited than you, you guys are will be. You all read everything. Um, but, but there are other interviews I'm working on as well that uh, I'll hopefully have in the feed. <laughs> In the very near future, so make sure you guys check that out. Okay, that's it. We're done. Officially tabbing out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt. Keep your eye on the sheet. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. When was the last time you thought about your batteries? I mean, that's what they do, right? Stay unnoticed, unseen, shoved in a battery compartment, and click, your stuff works. But you're going to be thinking about this one. Duracell Optimum, the battery that can make your devices work even better than Copper Top. Toothbrushes, faster. Screwdrivers, faster. RC cars, yeah, an upgrade without upgrading. So just this one time, do you and your devices a favor and upgrade to the power of Duracell Optimum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.